So I remember telling this story to preschoolers uh, a few years ago and saying, you know, Jesus had this friend named Lazarus who died, and this uh-huh. little four-year-old was like, was he a lizard? <laughs> what? I, like, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to our weekly discussion podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle. I'm Pastor Holly. And uh, as, as you just heard, uh, we're going to talk about a, a really fun story today. Uh, this is the last week of our I Am series. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about a uh, a really fun, well, it's fun in uh, kind of how it shows who Jesus is and what it means for us. Yeah, very joyful. Very joyful. Yeah. But the story itself is just it's sad. It's very sad. It's it's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as you're listening, just be excited about a hard story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no spoilers, but the ending's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we just gave you the last page of this book before you open it and read it. You know, I'm trying to get my kids not to do that. Oh, um, But they, they love to look forward. Actually, they like, like, look at the, <laughs> they like to look ahead to the chapters. Oh, yeah. Which isn't usually okay, but sometimes chapter titles give things away. They do, or just like a quick glance at a paragraph, you're like, oh no, that name, that yeah. means the you know villain didn't die or right. whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, it's sometimes it happens in the Bible too, like this. Usually, depending on the version of the translation you have, uh, John chapter 11 is where we are today. Uh-huh. And the, the heading for John chapter 11, at least the first part of it, is the raising of Lazarus. Ah, yeah. gives it Gives it away. away. But you know, not, not all of it. No. no. And I, that's just not, that's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Those headings were not in the original they were text. Not. So I feel like we cheated putting ne- them in there. Neither were chapters or verses. No. Those came later. Right. It's just a it's helpful. long form story. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. Bible, Bible trivia. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that. Now you do. Uh, okay. So today uh, for our last I am statement, we're looking at where Jesus says in John chapter 11, uh, I am the resurrection, and the life. Yeah. Ooh. And this is such a good one uh, and such a such a meaningful one. It all starts, all centered around this story of Lazarus. Yeah. And who is not a lizard. Who is not a lizard. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty sure. Real <laughs> Pretty person. Sure. Real person. I mean, maybe he came out scaly. Uh, <laughs> well, that could be shedding some skin. He didn't come I out don't of the know. ground. That's, yeah. oh, this oh. is went south real this fast. Is, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the story of Lazarus uh, is a pretty significant one just in the Bible uh, because of Jesus's interactions with Mary and Martha and what ends up happening. And it really kicks off the last part of the story of Jesus's story on earth. Yeah. So we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to read I'm going to read part of it here so that we just have some context to talk about uh, if you're listening um and you have the opportunity, depending on where you're listening and how you're listening, maybe you can open your Bible and, and read along with us. If yeah. not, I'll read it here. John chapter 11, 17 through 21 says this. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But, uh, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. This is such a fascinating statement to me. Yeah. Um, because it both, I don't know, it both shows some faith in who Jesus is, but like he could have done something 
if he had been alive. We'll talk about why right. she's thinking he yes, can't right now. but not now. now. But right. not now. And so there's like some faith, right? Yeah, it's restricted. But yeah, restricted. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, uh, I could find my place. Sorry. Uh, Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Just think about like if he said that to you, if you were hearing that from him, you're like, uh. Yeah. I mean, I'd actually, I mean, you'd feel, I'd probably get a little angry, right? Like that feels a little inappropriate if somebody dies <laughs> and you're like, you could have saved him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your brother will rise again. That's either I, like feels cliche or impossible. Or impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then um, Martha said, yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. And Jesus told her, and here it is, I am the resurrection and the life. That's a present uh, statement. Yes. So I am right now, as I stand with you, the resurrection and the life. Then he says, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Mm. I love this question at the end. Yeah. Because it's a pretty extraordinary circumstance. It's a pretty extraordinary conversation. It is. Jesus said something, just like you said, just really direct. And she's got to figure out what that means or how she's going to react. Processing this. Yeah. And she's in grief. And yep. and, and this is a, a recent death. And so in yeah. shock. and in shock. And what are you even talking about, Jesus? Yeah, right. And then he says this, I am the resurrection and the life thing. And uh, it's kind of this fascinating, fascinating thing. A bit before in the, in the before this, these verses here, uh, we learned that Jesus had learned about Lazarus's sickness, um, but didn't go to Lazarus right away. Right. Uh, Mary and Martha actually uh, sent a message to Jesus uh, saying your friend is very sick. And this is the other thing is that it's important to realize that Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are friends of Jesus. Yeah, really close friends. Really close friends. Yeah. Bethany's fairly close to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other instances in scripture where Jesus, you know, is with them. Very close friends. Yeah. In Almost their, like family. In their home. In their home. I mean, who, maybe they grew up together. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least maybe a place where Jesus feels comfortable to come and just, yeah. you know, get away. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Be with with these people, their friends. So after hearing that Lazarus is sick, Jesus doesn't leave right away from where mm-hmm. he is. He stays where he is for a couple more days before he heads uh, to Bethany uh, to um, answer the message that he got from Mary Martha. Seems odd, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, like you hear your best friend is gravely ill yeah. and you hang out for a few days. Right. And I wonder if Mary and Martha and Lazarus too were... We're waiting them. Yeah. Like, they kind of know where Jesus is. Mm-hmm. They know how long it takes to get from you know yeah. here to there. Yeah, and they're waiting, and he doesn't come at the expected time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this kind of interesting uh, trying to figure out what's going on in Jesus's yeah. um, mind, and and then that that all is the context for this really fascinating conversation between uh, Martha first, and then Mary with Jesus. Uh, so one of the things that's important to realize about this story, Jewish burial practices, um, I think one of the reasons why Martha is so upset and saying, if only you had been here, yeah. uh, things could have been different, is that for Jewish burial understanding, uh, someone dies, they wrap them in cloth, right? Uh, they put them in the grave, yeah. and then they believe in the ancient Jewish practices or ways of thinking, they believe that the spirit uh, kind of 
hangs out. Yeah. Like yeah. hovers around the body. Lingers. Lingers. Yeah. Uh, for about three days, for three full days. Right. And then in that three full days, uh, there's some type of possibility for a reunification between the spirit and the body and potentially uh, the person won't die. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe this is, maybe they've seen someone who has died and then woke it up again yeah. in, in ways that we might understand differently in, in modern terms, but, uh, but to them, yeah. that was a, that was a resurrection. It was a resurrection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so at this point, you know, Jesus lingered for a couple of days. And so when Jesus comes to Bethany, it's past this three day, it's been yeah. three full days. It's actually, I think it's the fourth day. Right. Uh, and so, as far as Mary and Martha know, their brother is dead. Yes. And there's no chance he's coming back. His spirit has left. His spirit has left. Yeah. That's right. It's just it's just a body. It's just a body. Uh, and so that's kind of what's, I think, upsetting to Martha and then later to Mary, who also says to Jesus, if only you'd been here. Yeah. Things could have been different. Uh, and so, yeah, we have this fascinating thing that happens uh, with... with uh, what Jesus does here. And I think it's, I mean, the story is pretty straightforward. I think the fascinating aspect of the story is what Jesus says mm -hmm. to Mary and Martha yeah. and then what he does and how he shifts uh, their thinking yes. from abstract idea about who he is yeah. uh, to a real practical reality, a miracle in front of their eyes. Mm -hmm. That begs the question, that begs you to answer the question that Jesus asked Martha. Yeah. And so I think that's for us as we look at this story. Yes. That's the faith step. Essentially realizing that Jesus is asking us this question about who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you believe this, Martha? Is what he asks her at the end there. And then and um after saying anyone who believes will live uh anyone who believes will never die do you believe yeah yeah and then it's she's i mean it's it's fascinating cuz there's this there's this redirect in a bit cuz she said yes she told him yeah always, uh, um i believe that they'll that he will rise the last day with everybody else when all of the people of god raised to life and with the Messiah and everything's made new, a new yeah. temple will be built. And Jesus is like, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> that's kind of an abstract. Every person in the Jewish religion believes this. It's uh it's yeah. a doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But and and we have that same and here's yeah. the thing. I think I mean we have that same hope, uh, belief in who Jesus is yeah. for when we die here and now. Yes. That yeah. we will be with him eternally. Right. In the presence of God in heaven. Um, we'll never die. Right, yeah. <laughs> but but Jesus uh, is saying here, I am the resurrection and the life here and now. Right now, in right front now. of you, with you right now. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And, and, then, and then that's, I mean, that's the truth for us today too. Exactly, right? yeah. Um, and I think for, you know, the kind of the history or Protestant history uh, has tended to emphasize and focus on the eternal aspect of our hope in Jesus. Right. Um, you know, part of what's beneficial about Christianity and believing in Jesus is that you will have an eternal home. Yeah. But I think that's sometimes been at the expense of the, with the resurrection and life, the renewal that Jesus yes. brings to us today, right, right now, now, as you're listening to this yes. podcast. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, as you're you were uh, in your spirit and your body right now, and uh, on this earth, and yeah, that He's bringing us new life right now. Right and yeah. now, exactly, and it's it's incredible, and I love that. Um, there's a lot of other really cool aspects to so so. That's what he's trying to help Mary, Mary and Martha shift in their thinking is from that, um, you know, to this practical, real, I can be your renewal in life right now. Yeah. And then he proves it. Uh, yes. It's, yes. It's not just like words he's saying. Right. He does something so unbelievable. Yeah. It's like they're left jaw drop, you know, kind yeah. of wide eyed. Right. Yeah. In wonder and awe. Did he really just do this? Right. Uh, and, and, and I love it. Um, Jesus relates with us on a lot of levels here, even emotionally, because, you know, we just talked about Lazarus was his friend. Right. Yes. Uh, and in a little bit later in the story, in verse 35, mm-hmm. um, just after his conversation with Mary, where she said, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. And then it says this in verse 33 through 35. When Jesus saw her weeping, that is Mary, Mm -hmm. and saw the other people wailing with her, because at this point, remember, they thought he was finally, fully, completely dead. Yeah. A deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? Mm -hmm. He asked them. And they told him, Lord, come and see. And then it says, and then Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that just remarkable because there's there's so much in those words that shortest verse of the Bible right mm-hmm. and yet it is packed yeah. with meaning that Jesus felt an anger well up within him uh-huh. and he wept he was angry he was grieving he was sad over the loss of his friend even though he knew what he was about to do yeah. even though he knew he was the resurrection right then in that moment he still grieved yeah. for his friend and and with his friend with yes. Mary I yes. I've always loved that that as Mary was was weeping for her brother and uh, and and angry that Jesus hadn't come earlier to save him, that in Mary's grief, uh, Jesus joined her yes. in that and and stood with her and wept openly with her. Um, just remarkable that even though he knew uh, the end of the story, as yeah. it were, he wept yes. with his friend. Isn't it? It's just incredible. I mean, so you want to talk about Jesus being the present reality of yeah. of renewal and life and resurrection. He's presently the, his present reality is one of grief with and yes. for his friends. So, I, I hope this conversation is just so encouraging to you as yeah. you're listening. Do do you need that hope and that reminder that Jesus presently here and now, if he, no matter what it is you're going through, um. Is is with you, yeah. gr- grieving with you, suffering with you, and for you, but he can also do something about it. Yes, but he can also do something about it. Yeah. That's the that's the hope. I love that. I think that you know, for me, that just removes um, any of the uh, the sense of of platitude or the sense that I you know in that I just need to look to a future hope and yes. forget about the pain or grief of the moment because Jesus is with me in the pain and grief of the moment. And he is our future hope and our present hope. All of those things exist together in in one reality that is Jesus. Uh, That's so comforting to me. I know there have been times when I've, you know, experienced hardship or pain or grief and have kind of had this sense of, well, I, you know, I'm a Christian. My hope is in Jesus. I need to not 
not grieve this. Right. I need to um, express joy or express, um, you know, everything's going to be okay. Uh, that's not what Jesus said. That's, that's not, not what, what Jesus he did. Said. He wept with Mary yeah. and, and, and he provided a present and a future hope. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so good. We, and I think, I think healthy discipleship is understanding who Jesus is, yeah. like you're saying, mm-hmm. and recognizing what he can do in the present reality that we face. And I think you're right on. I think as people, as Christians, we should not push aside or mm-hmm. be in denial about the difficult reality that we might be facing here and now, right? but that we have this incredible, eternal, real hope yeah. uh, in and through Jesus. Yeah. So thankful for that. It makes this life so precious, doesn't it? And so purposeful to know that Jesus is our our resurrection in life right now yeah. and our hope right now. And it's not only future focused, but it's but but he is our life now. Right. That just really provides a lot of meaning to our life right now. It does. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, you know the the outcome of a connection like that, like with Jesus. What what happens? Like if we are like branches connected to the vine, That's right. yeah. we, we experience life that comes through Jesus, and He gives us what we need in partnership with mm-hmm. Jesus. We can experience fruitfulness, and all of that still happens through the difficult moments of life. Yeah, absolutely. As long as we rely on and trust in Jesus. Last week you talked about. Jesus being our good shepherd, right. leading us, guiding us. Yeah. And we know his name. He knows us. You know, uh, just incredible uh, metaphors to help us along the way to healthy uh, and healthy mo- emotional reality, healthy identity, yeah. healthy discipleship in Jesus. And part of it, I think, is recognizing what Jesus does here as he weeps with and for his friends. Yes. Yeah. So then I love this next part. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, Jesus, uh, he, he just kind of like, he, so he weeps and then I just picture him and I wish, I wish we had like a video camera of what this is like. I don't yeah. know about you, but when I read stories like this and I read scripture and maybe if you're listening, it's a good practice, like just put yourself really into the story. Yes. Right? Yeah. Cause he gets up and he's like, okay, roll that stone away. That's right. <laughs> Something's about to happen. <laughs> right. Jesus is like rolling up his sleeves. He is. Flexing. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> and then he says, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? And yeah. then it says they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, and he prayed, father, thank you for hearing me. Mm-hmm. And I love, it kind of gives us a little insight. Uh, you always hear me, he says. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? You always hear me, yeah. but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe that you sent me. And then he shouted, "Yes, Lazarus, come out. Yes. And then it says, and the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with engraved cloths, Ugh. his face wrapped in a head cloth. And Jesus told them, and I love this. It's, it's like, it's literally like a mic drop moment. Yeah. Unwrap him and let him go. Period. Done. Done. Yeah. Next wow. section. <laughs> Woo, it's there's so, so much there. There's Unwrap so much there. him and let him go. Wow. Yeah. That's just amazing. It's amazing. And so all you have all this conversation. You have this mm-hmm. kind of emotional context leading up to it. You have people who have gathered to be with Mary and Martha. Yeah. You have Mary and Martha just like, God, ah, Jesus, if you'd only been there, you have Jesus weeping. And then he 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 does this incredible thing and yeah. raises Lazarus from the dead after this just incredible prayer from his father. And this is kind of a watershed moment in Jesus's story. Yes. Not only for us as we read it, because 
Jesus is who he said he is. He has the power of life and death. He yeah, proves he it with his friend. It. Yeah. Um, but this is also for Jesus and the story, um, the last straw for his conflict with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Right. Right. Uh, because the power to raise someone from the dead uh, was pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that the Pharisees and Sadducees had been doing all along is trying to, uh, you know, um, just really discredit Jesus yes. with the masses. Mm-hmm. Explain away his signs and yeah. miracles. Yeah. Or they would try to trick him. They would give him these fight or flight uh, questions right. mm-hmm. where Jesus would lose either way if he responded the way that they wanted to. Right. And he never really responded the way that they that they wanted to. No, hardly ever. He I, just like asked them a question yeah, back. <laughs> right. Stump them. It's yeah. so great. It's it's often called in uh theological circles, it's often called Jesus' third way. Um, oh yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just it's just Jesus is brilliant in his yeah. responses here. Yeah. Um and so I kind of wonder this happens um Bethany's not that far away from Jerusalem. Right. Word would have gotten out really fast. Yeah. And the Pharisees, I just, I can't imagine the Pharisees hearing about it and not believing, especially if they see Lazarus like walking around. Right. Like you were dead. and You were dead. Yeah. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little, uh, it's a little strange. A little strange. See you there. Like, I'm not sure if we can, probably can't touch it. We're not going to shake your hand. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, way. Right. yeah. Yeah. Totally. Talk about a pandemic. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just, I don't know. For me, it's like they have this conversation. The Pharisees have this fascinating conversation where they just, um, afterwards, they, uh, they, they say, we've got to do something. Uh, otherwise, everyone's gonna believe in Jesus. <laughs> yeah, isn't that? I mean, yeah. If we it says in verse forty-eight here of John chapter eleven, if we allow him, that is Jesus, to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. <laughs> isn't that awesome? <laughs> Very telling. Very telling. So yeah. you know, but you're not believing. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of this fascinating uh, tension. But their concern is that the Roman army, it says, then the Roman army will will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. And again, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees are the primary uh, uh, protectors of the Jewish way of life as it relates to Rome. Right. And Mm -hmm. they want to protect protect their way of doing things, um, their permission from Rome to, you know, be who they are, practice. Unpopular opinion here. I read this and I'm sometimes I feel for the Pharisees oh, a little yeah. bit. I'm like, oh man, here you are charged with leading and protecting and defending. And uh and and then here comes Jesus uh gathering masses around him, leading in this uh, almost Pied Piper sort of way, right? <laughs> yeah. Where people follow him and, and and his teaching is radical and he's doing all these miracles and the Pharisees are like, This is not the program. And uh as they understand it. Uh, and they're scared, yeah. and they're scared. So you know, we can we have the benefit of looking back two thousand years and being like, "Oh, you guys were super wrong." But yeah. in that context, sometimes I'm like, "I kind of feel for you. I wish your hearts had been softer, but I kind of feel for you." Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, I'm so glad you said that. I often, you know, try to put myself in the Pharisee's shoes yeah. and say, "What would I have thought? Right. What would I have said? How would I have acted if right. I were in their shoes?" And this guy comes around and starts teaching and preaching these different right. ways. 
literally raising people from the dead. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's maybe yeah, maybe no I small would. Here. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a fairly reflective person, so I might pause and start asking myself, "Wait a minute." Right. <laughs> I right. I don't know because I'm not obviously in that situation, but. Right. Jesus comes and does this powerful thing, and this is what sets off the last part of Jesus' story because yeah. the Pharisees say, we've got to do something, otherwise everyone will believe in him, and then they do. And then they do, <laughs> yep. And then yeah, they, do a, they yeah. put in plan their motion to get Jesus arrested, put on trial, and crucified, and it works. Yeah. Well, yeah. they think it works. And I, then Jesus, so this is essentially a precursor to what Jesus is going to do just right. chapters later, right? Right, right. Uh, which is powerful. But Jesus is the one who opens the gates of heaven and invites all of us in and proves through stories like this that he is God. He has the power of life and death. He invites us into this kind of thing, into this type of of reality where we can be made new. Yes. Um, This is where we get that old kind of born again. We can be just like Lazarus in a sense, a a second birth through the power of God. New and, life through Jesus yeah. here and now. Here and now. And that's what Jesus offers to us. I want to just uh, end our time with this incredible quote from C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. because I, I hope you remember the question that is lingering for all of us as we talk about this story is the question that Jesus asked Martha. Martha, do you believe this? Right. Uh, we all have to answer that question yeah. when it comes to Jesus and we read stories like this. But C.S. Lewis says this. There are no ordinary people. You've never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, and civilizations, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. The dullest and most uninteresting person you talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw them, you would be strongly tempted to worship them. If we let him, that is Jesus, he will make the feeblest and filthiest of us into a dazzling, radiant, immortal creature, pulsating all through with such energy and joy and wisdom and love as we cannot now imagine. A bright, stainless mirror which reflects back to God perfectly, though of course on a smaller scale, his own boundless power and delight and goodness. Wow. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, C.S. Lewis. That's what happens when we answer Jesus' question, do you believe Yes, I believe. Yes. And then Jesus is like, okay, I'm going to remake you. Yes. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Amazing. And Pastor Holly, we just want to we want to make sure if you're listening and you have not uh, said yes to the Lord Jesus, we want you to, to do that. Yes. <laughs> you yes. were made for this. Uh, and the life that, that Jesus has um, is what we were designed for. So... Uh, if if you have questions or, or want to know, um, or if you, you want to give your heart to Jesus, uh, reach out. Let us know. Uh, talk to us, and, yeah. and uh, we can help you along that journey. This um, dazzling, radiant, immortal life yeah. that C.S. Lewis talks so about good. here. It's for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it's incredible. So blessings on you. We're praying for you this week. And I'm really glad that Lazarus was not a lizard. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs>